Welcome to Fox in the Box, a podcast from Komodo Fox band members Caio Donini and Philip Hasse, where we talk about bands we love and their influence on the music we make. Today we will talk about Muse, the band Caio brought to the podcast. We will talk about the importance of a good live sound and how a band can change style through the years. Tell me the band. I'm super, uh, super excited already. So the what the band I picked is Muse. Ah, amazing! Did you amazing. choose them? That's, that's no. a um, no. No. Okay. It, nice. So that, that's that's an amazing start. I really like it because I I also picked up a band which is which goes back a bit to the time when we first met. You remember? So the first thing that we would love to know or I would love to know or maybe others would be how did you discover this band the band Muse yeah I remember the first time I saw them or heard about them was uh, I actually went with my family to a concert back in Sao Paulo to a concert of U2 uh, it mm-hmm. was the 360 tour uh, I don't remember the year maybe 2007 I guess and Muse was opening this tour And they played there. Uh, I never heard of them before. I might have heard the name, but, you know, never checked their music. And they played it. And I was really, like, blown away by the quality of being just three people in a band and doing that kind of, of music, you know. Um, mm. And after that, I I was curious, but I actually, I wasn't immediately hooked. I was just surprised and kind of impressed. Mm-hmm. But it took a while after I actually started actively listening to music. But yeah, it was because of you too. Yeah, I remember this too. It was this 360 degrees tour. Yeah, with the with you, the stage. Where the stage was in the middle. Exactly. Yeah, it was really amazing. Good. Also, the the YouTube yeah. concert was amazing. Yeah. And Muse was actually yeah. they seemed quite. Uh, I mean, obviously because they were an opening band, they, they weren't going completely crazy as you two went. But uh, still, just because of the sound, it was already very impressive. So I think you already answered a bit the quest- the second question that I would have, which is what was your, the first impression you got from this band? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much the how how outstanding it was to see three people doing that. And and now, I mean, after so many years, I understand that uh, in addition to the fantastic quality of the musicians in the band, they also have a shit a, a shitload of crazy tech and equipment going on to allow them to achieve that. So, you know, there's this myth that Matt Bellamy has whatever, how many amps and how many people operating his his uh, rig underneath the stage or whatever. But in any case, they have this huge uh, uh, structure behind them. Mm. But still, the impression was just like, wow, they make a huge sound with three people. That was the main thing. Maybe just just in between to throw it in, I, I think many people know Muse, but maybe it's good to give like a very rough uh, overview about like the members, the names and where they come from, some some general facts. Oh, it's so your story. That we can imagine a bit. So they are from UK. I don't remember the city now. I can actually quickly Google. Maybe you know. I don't I think know. it's Thai Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Something I don't like know that, how to right? spell it. Thai, thai Mouth. Thai Mouth. Uh, I don't want to. I hope we don't have any uh, listeners from Great Britain. 
Tainmouth, Tynemouth, I don't know, Devon, which is probably a state <laughs> in, uh, in England. And they formed in 1994. And there are three people. Uh, Matt Bellamy, who does lead vocals, guitar, keyboards, and I think most of the songwriting, actually. Uh, Chris Volstenholm, which is the, my favorite bass guitar player of all times. He's fantastic. And he also does crazy good backing vocals. And Dominic Howard on drums. And they have been actually on the steady lineup since their formation, which is also fantastic. I find that really, really outstanding. It's not very common to see with bands that go so big to stay the same. Yeah, I see that very often that that members leave and stuff. I also always get very sad with those things. I mean, it's it's normal, I would say, but indeed, I would also always I really like it when you see that bands stay so long together, also when they're very young until they're very old. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's good to see that there is a like there's a way to make that happen, right? Hmm. All right. So um, now we have a, a better overview. Now we can image, imagine, and I think the next question also fits very well. It's about the music and the style of the band. I mean, it's always hard to ask those questions to, you know, to describe music in, in words. Yeah. We will later also uh, get to some example songs and uh, we will link them also in, in the wherever so that people who listen to this podcast can also stop sometimes and listen to the music, of course, to have some to know what we are talking about. But still, yeah, how would you describe the music and the style the band makes or the musical style? Yeah, it's 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 always tricky as you said but i would say is alternative rock um alternative rock is the closest i can think of when when talking about genres i usually like to kind of throw in some bands that could be references or they they could sound a bit like uh but mm -hmm. i would still put them in the realm of alternative rock and people also say they are like space rock or whatever that could mean i don't even know what space rock could mean but they do uh huge sounding epic rock stadium rock uh at least they evolved to be that way because in the beginning if you listen to their first albums like origin of symmetry or muscle museum uh they had a very raw power trio sound which was closer to radiohead and nirvana than to you know stadium rock But nowadays they changed quite a lot. Like they still have their same essence, but they they evolved, so to say. Mm -hmm. I, those those very old albums, I remember them. They are very rough. I also used to listen to them a lot. They're, it's it's so interesting also to listen to to those first albums of some bands, right? To see how they really started and. Yeah, that's so interesting. Also, what you mentioned that they sound closer to other bands mostly, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's super obvious that when that you need some time to to develop your style. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. And I think in the beginning of their career, a lot of people said they were kind of a you know a copy or uh, something like Radiohead. And I think I, I actually recall having that impression as well when I first checked their first albums. I was thinking, oh damn, that sounds really like Radiohead. But uh, as someone who's not a huge fan of Radiohead, I, I think I, I can see the, the similarities. I think there's a lot to do with also the timing when they came uh, and the, the huge influence that Radiohead had on, on more modern bands at the time. But uh, I think Radiohead is way more melancholic and depressive than Muse. I think Muse has this 
kind of depressive vibe in the way Matt sings, especially. But they sound, I think, bigger and more rock-oriented than Radiohead, for sure. Very interesting. Like, seriously, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Right. it's of course it's it's a bit hard for me to to stay neutral here and and try to to host this discussion but i, I have to because otherwise it's a mess if i start talking then we can um we don't have enough storage especially because you probably know more muse than i do actually i think you're a uh i wouldn't say you're necessarily a bigger fan because i think well you don't like their their recent material as much as i do right i think i'm a, i like them currently more than you do yeah i i would say so i would say that i had a an earlier period of time in my life where i was listening to muse and there was more connected to the old stuff so um we mentioned this old rough albums and that's that's a good example that i was really much also in this uh, the first album called showbiz and origin of symmetry absolution mm -hmm. like those th three albums and i would say that you were more into this modern stuff as well and yeah uh, yeah Yeah, I would say I I actually got hooked into Muse when uh, uh, when I first heard the um, what's the name of that one? Damn, it's the second law. The second 2012. Law, the album. That album was uh, was really like I, I I remember I was listening to this album like for months and months and just playing you know start to end nonstop, and that was what really got me into Muse. Because I checked their live in uh, Rome DVD, and that was the mm. definite moment when I was like, "Okay, now I can consider myself a huge fan of this band." So it's yeah. more, that's more de definitely a very very nice live concert that that live in Rome yeah. DVD. I completely agree. I also have it at home still as a as a real CD. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can imagine. I know um, you like CDs. You're one of you're one of the 0.001% of people who still buy CDs. <laughs> And I'm proud about this. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, very nice. So that was the moment for you, the second law. Yeah. get a bit like a like a bridge to to the we already mentioned that in the intro that we are also talking about us as a band as as, as the rock band komodo fox that we are um and yeah how, how music is influencing and inspiring so the next question would be what do you find inspiring with the band muse what inspires you as a person or as a musician i would say first it's the um the power that they deliver live, which is always something I pay a lot, of, a lot of attention to any bands I discover. So I always check them like the album and then I check them live because to me, a band can only be considered, you know, not only, I mean, I don't want to be here uh, throwing rules around, but hmm. I personally I am drawn to bands which have a, an amazing live sound. Not necessarily that they sound exactly the same as in the studio, but that they, you know, deliver a proper gig, a proper concert. And Muse, I think, is one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life all the time because they have this uh, huge sound. Their presence is intense, even though they're not very outgoing people. Their personalities are not super outgoing, you know, like Dave Grohl, for example. None of them is like him. But still, they have a strong presence. They have this kind of electric 
uh, energy to to this music that they make and um something that really inspires me is um uh, the fact that they change that they're not you know they're not afraid of doing e either going super commercial or also just doing very weird stuff like because that was something that really got me into second law because they had they have this madness song which is very melodic and very different from anything they did before but they also have a song which is oh shit i did something with my microphone here uh they also have this uh, dubstep song which they did with at the time dubstep was still something it was still a thing going on mm -hmm. and they are always evolving you know i really like bands that evolve in their career they, they don't stuck in the same um in the same genre the same kind of songwriting and yeah that influenced me heavily i mean even when we are writing music it's almost impossible to deny that there's a lot of muse in our dna like in, in the way we write songs and the way we even structure of songs and whatever mm, great that's an interesting point actually that you are saying that you like the way they change and they they try to discover new things for their own music because many people didn't really like this especially people i know that are a bit older than me who are used to the old muse I hear that a lot, that people are like, ah, no, they don't sound as before, like it's super poppy and, and mainstream. And uh, I found it very interesting that you actually also liked this this part of them. That's a very, very interesting thought. Yeah, it's something I think, I, I don't want to be naysaying other bands because, uh, well, every, every artist has its own, you know, uh, has a, a talent of their own. But uh, ACDC is an example, which I think it's on the extreme, extreme opposite of the spectrum. You know, ACDC is a, a, anytime you play an ACDC song, you know what you expect. It's always the same kind of sound. It's always the same kind of structure. And uh, I understand a lot of people like this, that they, you know, when you, it's like comfort food, you know, <laughs> you know what you expect when yes. you hit play. Uh, but I personally am, I, I still like ACDC. I think they're, you know, no comments about them. They're super important. But um, I am drawn to bands which, you know, evolve. And with, with time, you understand. I mean, we, change is a constant in, in everyone's lives, you know. You're not the same person as you were when, we, when you were 12 or 15. I'm not the same person I was when I first uh, went to a Muse concert. So I like when artists are growing, you know, they're more mature or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's something that really gets me into bands. And I think that's that's always the thing, right? I think bands. I mean, the, the first thing that I would always say, I would probably it's very hard also for to understand for other people when they don't have an own band for twenty years how it feels to 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 change and to go with the time and maybe play songs a hundred times live every year and always the same songs because everyone wants to to listen to them and. Think that's a fair thing that you sometimes need to think yeah how is it for a band maybe that's also normally that you that there's this point where you want to do something else or at least try something else although you maybe know that it's not not the stuff that your fans might love the most or most of your fans might like but yeah i think it's also the point where you look at yourself like hey what what do i want to do and i have this band and probably when you're a big band as muse it's maybe also very hard because you just have this band i cannot i think there's not much time for other projects yeah, uh, yeah. left and then you maybe also 
have to find ways how to get the stuff you want to do musically in your life to get also in this band maybe yeah even though currently just just a fun fact on that uh, on no time left matt bellamy the singer has a he started this band which is kind of a beatles you know f 50s rock 60s rock thing in their in their case they i think they can find time but but i i totally agree with you even thinking of our own music you know sometimes there are songs that we play we've been playing for a year and we are already like oh i want to play now yeah another, it's just it's just it's one just year. A year imagine imagine the rolling yeah. stones playing satisfaction after 50 yeah. years i don't know it's yeah massive yeah that's 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 amazing yeah is there anything that you have that you want to add i mean you already mentioned some fun facts also with the rolling stones no not the rolling stones uh the beatles cover band yeah stuff. i'm trying to find the name uh I'll, i'll find out now yeah we can put it in the links no there's not a lot of fun facts i also think not to extend this too much you know because i think we could talk about muse for ages i'm, I'm a huge fan huge fanboy yes. i think yeah. their latest album i personally was like what the fuck is this but then i i actually thought it you know listened to it again and again and i actually digested it and, and understood where they were going and i definitely mm. like it a lot there's a lot of crazy music going on there like break it to me is one of my favorite songs which sounds a bit like a beyonce vibe i don't know what to say it's it's very pop they they went very commercial on this record uh, it. i still really like it and uh we went to the muse concert last year here in berlin um And I recall that you were not amazed <laughs> with the new music. And I was like, yeah, I love this one. And you were like, oh, man, they, they are, you know, fucking commercial muse. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> It was funny. But I still was super impressed. I still love them and respect them. That's It's not like I'm, I'm getting very hateful. I had some hard, some songs gave me a hard time where I felt like, ah, But now, I mean, when you see them live, there's, it's always amazing. It's this quality, this presence, like always be so much on point. And then they also played for more than two hours nonstop. So it, it's, it's a very professional behavior in music that they have. And that's also something I like. Yeah, they always deliver. And what I also like is how theatrical the gig is, because I really like concerts, which are also deliver this extra experience where you have a lot of visuals. It's kind of watching a theater play, you know, kind of being in a movie while it's recording in a way. And I think in early in their career, they were completely not on that side. They were, you know, very Nirvana-like. But uh, nowadays, everything is super rehearsed. They have dancers on stage and everything. So, yeah, mm. it's very, very mind-blowing, I would say. Uh, I discovered the name of the band. It's called the Jaded Hearts Club. And they have one, ah. one song on Spotify called Nobody But Me. So... Check it out. Nobody but me. Yeah, I also heard this one. It's it's a very nice one. Yeah. yeah. Who else is in this band again? I mean, it's Matthew Bellamy. And There is someone from um, not not placebo. Damn, from Blur. Mm. Someone from Blur. Uh, there is uh, the Jaded. I'm gonna Hearts Club. There is a lot of like big figures of the English uh, scene. So. Uh, Matt Bellamy, Graham Coxon, which is the guy from Blur, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then there is Miles Kane, 
who's from uh, The Last Shadow Puppets. I don't know that band, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Then there, there's the guy from The Jets from Australia, uh, Nick, Nick Sester, and Sean Payne, not Sean Penn, the actor, but Sean Payne, uh, who I don't know what it, who <laughs> is, and Jamie Davis also. Okay. No, 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 I don't know who that guy, maybe from Lure also. Right. Yeah, but uh, figures from the, let's say, Brit rock scene. So the only thing I think that we missed a bit was talking about songs. I mean, you already mentioned Break It To Me. Was this one of the two songs you've chosen to bring to the podcast? No, not really. More? Not really. Even though that, that was, uh, that's my favorite from the last album, but that's not included. Yeah. So which one did you brought or which two songs? Uh, Plug In Baby, which is uh, unmissable. It's the it's the Bohemian Rhapsody almost of of nah not Bohemian Rhapsody because their own Bohemian Rhapsody should be Knights of Sidonia I think which is more epic, but Plug in Baby is the, you know the major hit it's the one that uh, every time it plays I'm like ah insane, and the other one was uh, Dead Star ah yeah Dead Star is the one that we posted on uh, music we love on the Komodo Fox Radio yeah very good choices yeah we're already been talking for a long time also uh, talking about muse <laughs> yes. for two and a half hours so i think we can just jump over to your band thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the whole podcast we are very grateful that we started this new experience and excited to see where it leads us You can find all relevant infos referenced in this episode, including songs we recommend from each band in the episode's description. We're happy to hear from you, no matter if you have questions, tips or things we could improve in our podcast. And you can get in touch with us anywhere on the interwebs, like on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email, whatever you want. Take care and see you next time. <laughs>